0: Welcome to Lip Talk, Ladies in Property. We'll be talking about all things property from the perspective of the agent, the stylist, the lawyer and the broker. We're all moms, business owners, friends, wives and ladies in property. We encounter issues relating to property on a daily basis and we want to share these with you so that you can learn from our experiences.
1: Hi there, welcome to Lip Talk. I'm Marie Fedorov, the lawyer, and today I'm here with Meg Ritchie, the stylist, Nicole Carter, the agent, and we also have a special guest, actually our first special guest, Ben McGrath, our expert financial planner from Innovative Financial Solutions. So thank you for coming in, Ben. Oh,
2: thanks for, thanks for having me.
1: So it's been a tough year this year, um, and you've seen a lot being in financial planning. So can you tell us a little bit about superannuation and what's happened this year?
2: Yeah, Sure. Yeah, it's probably been a year like no other, really. I mean, um, March is when this uh, virus sort of took hold and there was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. And, I mean, if, if I talk about from a, a market point of view and a super point of view, March was horrendous. There was um, dramatic falls on stock markets, mm-hmm. circa 30%, 35%, um, when there was just question marks of where it will end up. Since then, though, um, I mean, and at the time it was pretty much the, the fastest sort of bear market on record so it was, yeah. it was quite extreme but then it sort of turned on a dime and there's been a, a fair bit of positivity post then so there's been a pretty strong recovery um, to the point where it turned into the fastest bull market on record so it's not it, it's very abnormal what's been mm-hmm. taking place yeah. the last three or four months um, to the point now where things are so buoyant and strong and mm-hmm. positive we're sort of a little bit confused as to why we're sort of seeing these these levels. Yeah, where so it's going to go,
0: where it's going it. to go, because
2: mm. it's sort of as though there's there's no risk being priced into yeah. what's happening at the moment. So it makes us a little bit uneasy around is this sustainable or not. Yep. So you would so to answer your question, you would have seen super balances drop mm. dramatically. yeah, yes. which would have pretty much wrecked the the fin year returns in in most funds.
0: Can you talk to us a bit more about that? Like people withdrawing super, what's happened with super?
2: Yeah, sure, so I mean, a a big initiative at the time was obviously the government launching their stimulus packages and one of the huge announcements was you could um, access your super um, with with certain um, provisions. I mean, a a person could have taken a $10,000 lump sum withdrawal last fin year and, and another hit this fin year. So there's certain criteria that needs to be met or mm-hmm. did need to be met. Mm-hmm. Things such as um, being placed on JobKeeper or JobSeeker, um, uh, having a reduction in work hours or, or losing a job. So that was that proved very popular. I mean, last time I checked, I think about 30 bill had been withdrawn wow. from the super system. <laughs> Is, isn't um, that
3: good or bad for us? What, what should I we mean, be doing I think, with our supers? Yeah,
2: I mean... I think it needed to be done, but it's interesting because the government didn't do that during the GFC. Yes, so this they is didn't. A, that's right, and it, that was a fairly extreme event as well. So it sort of just shows how seriously they took this and how worried they were that people may not have enough to, to, to live off and so yeah, forth and yes. they were being laid off. So I think it was a positive.
0: So, Ben, why do you think the government actually gave us that option to pull our super? Mm. Like, what, what was the reason behind that it and d- so early on?
2: Mm, sure. I think it just shows how concerned they were about people not being able to uh, afford, you know, their, their, their cost of living. Jobs were being lost. Incomes were, were reducing. And that's obviously a, an asset, a big pot of money that most people have access to or have. Yeah. So they thought it's probably a, a quick fix to sort of keep people, um, keep their head above water. Yeah. Um, so, and like I said, it, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's worked well. That just extended... The window, actually, until yeah. the end of the year was to cut off in September. So I'm sure there'll be plenty more that um, take advantage as well yeah. between now and then.
0: So what implications does that have mm. on an individual? So obviously, you know, from my perspective as a client of yours, mm. um, uh, we've had conversations about super and, and and doing what what the government are suggesting. Uh, what are the, the long-term mm. Benefits or not benefits of somebody doing doing that and action in it. I think
2: it's all relative. So I mean, if you're young, so you've got you know a lot of time left in the workforce. Thank you. Missed that one. So ten thousand here or there won't be completely detrimental to your retirement. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you were two years out from retirement, had a relatively small balance. Well, yeah, in relative terms, it's a lot of money to pull out ten or twenty k. But if if a client has time to make contributions going forward and, in other words, top it up to make it over up. the next 20 years, mm. I don't think it will destroy someone's retirement. But, um, but yeah, you need to be conscious of it. Uh, it will have a, an
0: yeah. impact. Yeah. Um, so I know from a personal perspective um, that I actually – my husband and I made a call to pull on our superannuation and uh, we did it mainly because we were – I'm looking at buying commercial premises – So we wanted to use that money to our advantage and hopefully spend it in in the right way. But also there was a slight tax benefit from that because obviously we're not going to be retaxed on that money. And hopefully we feel like if we don't do that and we don't commit to that um, opportunity, then we would put that money back straight into our superannuation Mm. because I know that that's an opportunity for you to be able to do as well. So if we were talking to our listeners about whether it's a good thing or what they should spend their money on, what, what kind of advice would you maybe give... Um, sure. on, on the, you know, my scenario but somebody else's scenario mm-hmm. of why they might pull on it and when they should pull on it because is it not a good or bad thing but, but what are the consequences and also the benefits of, of doing that?
2: Sure. I just think that the reason for doing it has to be the right reason is the first thing I'd say. Like I've had plenty of phone calls come in from clients sort of asking how do I get it, am I entitled to it so I basically you know, I run through a list of criteria and ultimately it's their decision. But have they
1: when they when they call you to ask you those questions, do they tell you what they're going to spend the money
2: on? Not so much, but you sort of get an idea. I mean I know t- to answer that, I mean, I don't think every Australian has probably spent the money in the most effective manner. There's a bit of yeah. talk around, you know, mm. they're helping the retail industry by buying TVs and so forth like that, but it's not it wasn't the genuine intention of the government opening up the, 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 the pot of mm. super. So but, um, but, yeah, so as long as people sort of don't, let's just say, squander it, um, like I said, it's, uh, it's meant to help people and, and it's probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I yeah, would say. Yeah, so yeah. as long as it's used wisely, and that could even be a matter of saving it because I think yeah. we don't know when the average job will, be, you know, will re- recommence and the economy will be completely uh, op- open again. So mm. I think that's another point. It doesn't have to be spent straight away. It's yeah. just there for a rainy day in case yeah. 2020 turns into 2021 and so yeah. on and so yeah. on. And so it's on. funny you
3: should say that, Ben, because I've had a few clients, obviously being in property, some have decided to use it maybe for renovations, but I have had some girlfriends who've also used it for cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been quite mixed yeah. in terms of we've got access to this money. We may not necessarily use it for what it should be used for. Yeah. Uh, it could be treat value, so that's yeah, what it's being yeah. used for.
2: Yeah, and there's a bit of that going on and I think it's going to happen when you have an initiative like this. But yes. and to be honest, who knows? Uh, it's probably unlikely that the ATO will really back check this and okay. and look into where it was spent because that's the same like I said, when you got thirty billion of withdrawals. Yeah, it's
1: a lot of money. It's yes. a lot of people to
2: check. Mm. Um probably I I think it's about a million people. So wow. um it's probably gonna be one of those things where um, people are going to spend it the way they want to spend it, whether it's um, to enhance themselves or, um, you know.
0: And that's okay. That's right. And
2: that, it is what it is at the moment, yeah. Yes, so
0: okay. when, you, when, when you talked initially about um, people being eligible for mm. it, um, what, what do those eligible people look like? <clears throat> yes. What, what, so what is a, you know, a, a, if you were talking to a client and you were giving them advice okay. on, on maybe doing it, what does that person look like?
2: So it's pretty clear and cut. So obviously, if you are on a Centrelink benefit, yeah. so let's just say job seeker or job mm-hmm. keeper, that's going to um, open up the door. Um, if you're an employee, a reduction in work hours by 20% or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're self-employed, a reduction in turnover of 20% or more. So these are the sorts of things mm-hmm. where... So you, you you genuinely need to have been uh, impacted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if yeah. someone... It's had no impact whatsoever. Like I said, uh, technically, it's really not for them. But, you know, because it's been done by the client, Mm. there's probably, you know, there's there's no one checking it.
0: So, Ben, they've just extended the opportunity to be able to Mm. pull on your super. So, obviously, with JobKeeper, JobSeeker and all of those other opportunities around, why have they done that? Why why have they extended it? And how long have they extended Mm. it for?
2: I think, because as we've seen in the last few weeks, you know, phase two may have commenced with this outbreak. So there's now, there was a bit of fear creeping in of, well, how long is this going to go on for? Therefore, Mm. once again, let's just extend this cushion impact for the average Australian. So they pushed it from September to the 31st of December. Yeah, okay. Okay, so if someone hasn't withdrawn their $10,000 in this financial year, they've now gotten to the end of the calendar year to do so. okay. The, there was, like I said before, the opportunity to take 10000 in the previous financial yeah, year. Mm-hmm. That gate is now closed as mm-hmm. of the 30th of June. So right. if you didn't withdraw money then, mm-hmm. um, you've missed that opportunity, okay. but you've got one more opportunity before the 31st of uh, December.
0: Okay, okay, so does that mean you can pull the full 20000 or is it just 10000 no, it's $10,000, yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: I mean, and, and, and in terms of how you go about it, well, it's – it's very direct. You must do it online via the MyGov app or the portal. So and that's, that's why advisors aren't involved with this um, withdrawal um, process.
0: You're so, not involved, sorry.
2: No. So okay. it must be done directly through the MyGov app, Yeah. which is linked to the ATO.
3: Yes. I was going to ask that. So why is that, been? so They can just track if you've paid everything you needed to
2: or... It's just an easy, centralised
3: okay. um,
2: place to do it. Yes. The other reason is the ATO... Uh, pretty much told the average super fund that you must do it within five or six days. So the actual payment into your bank account oh, right. is very, very quick. Okay. Um, wow. Hence why they want to control the process rather than rely on an advisor or, or oh, a third right. party. So to you do don't it.
0: need an accountant <laughs> or any other
2: no, professional. You don't. No. Well, we've too, actually
0: oh, wow. we've actually gone through the process ourselves. Yeah. Oh, wow. it, it's yeah.
2: advisable to like I said pick up the phone, ask some questions about hmm. what it's all about whether it's to your advisor or accountant, et cetera. But at the end of the day, the individual is responsible for processing it. Yeah. Um, and um, that's how it gets done. And it's, yeah. it's pretty quick. And
0: there's hardly any criteria. Like really? you literally just um, put in your um, your details into the ATO and it does literally get okay. paid into your account within days. So right. as is just setting an offset account at the moment. Sure. So when we're ready to... To, to do what we want to do yeah, with it. And that comes then back to
2: what I said before. Don't need to spend immediately no, if you don't have okay, to. no. Um, sitting in an offset account, there's obviously some value there yeah. in the short term. Yeah. And then um, yeah, it's it's there if you need it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I That's heard true. someone say to me, Ben, that if you take <coughs> your superannuation out, um, then it can actually affect insurance premiums and insurance payouts and that type of thing that may be where you have that policy within your super fund. Sure. Is that sure. true?
2: Sure. So what they're referring to there is if you have a uh, an insurance policy under a super fund, there must be enough capital in there to pay the premium, okay? No. So if you are withdrawing money from super, you just need to be careful there's enough left. Now, there, there was a change in legislation where if you, if you slip below a certain amount, uh, approximately $6,000, mm-hmm. is that risk that it will lapse. Oh. You can instruct the super provider to make sure it's maintained but yes there is now more chance Mm. of a person losing insurance cover compared to a a few years ago so once again it's a matter of picking up the phone asking what the current rules are um, and especially in this climate where A lot of people have made these withdrawals. If they already had a relatively small balance, Mm. they just need to be careful.
1: Yeah, that's a bit scary, isn't it? And do the super funds let you know about that?
2: They do issue letters and and, and warning letters and so forth. So I do believe people have sufficient warning about it. But as we all know, not everyone
0: uh, responds to those (laughs) as quickly
2: as they should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it could happen, so it's a risk to uh, look out for. Mm.
0: Just going back to uh, the responsibility of the individual having to go to the ATO about their superannuation and pulling from that. uh, As a client of yours and um, doing that and making that decision by myself and we've gone ahead and done it – how does that affect your business? Because the way that you deal with your clients is you you like to be able to give um, recommendations or options to people. Um, And if we're just going straight to the ATO and we're doing all this by ourselves, then surely that has an impact on on where you're coming from and and what you're advising your clients. So at what point do you get involved and if nobody's spoken to you in advance, when should they be speaking to you then about mm. their their future planning?
2: I mean, <clears throat> I'd just encourage clients to ring me um, for any of their needs, really. So it doesn't that particular transaction doesn't impact me, except for the fact that we um, we wouldn't have had an interaction over mm. that. And I I would encourage clients to to, to call for those interactions because. It's just always good to double check the rules and so forth, and and you know get an update on things mm. whilst we're talking. That's that's pretty much the way I operate. Um, so, but in this sort of climb, and it's a rare sort of situation where you've got
3: yeah.
2: dozens of clients potentially doing it. So uh, there's no expectation that everyone's probably going to ring. Yeah, but I'd certainly
0: um, you know
2: be more than happy to talk about it with clients.
0: Yeah, mm. um, but yeah. Because it affects the planning and their strategy of of where they were at and where they're going.
2: That's right. And you know what? I mean, in our business, if in your example, if you've made a withdrawal, and we'll address that at our next review to sort of say, well, how were you tracking?
0: Yeah.
2: How are you tracking now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's factor in that withdrawal or two. Um, And we can just, um, you know, simulate, you know, the future based on that. So from my point of view, as long as we address that, in the near future, um, it's okay. Because like I said, it's a bit of a rare mm. circumstance where the, this is going on at the moment. So, yeah. and so hopefully it goes back to normal uh, relatively soon.
3: I was going to say probably best practice is to speak to you first, because if you do withdraw or you've made a mistake as such, then you've got to backpedal the 10 grands already spent. Yep. It's probably best to chat to you up front. Oh, there are there other options? You know, what are you actually using this money for?
2: Always safest to call first. That's okay. right. So we can run through some scenarios and um, and then decisions that are made, you yes. know, should, should be done appropriately. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely. definitely recommended that we have a chat.
0: So what about the people that have actually used that money and squandered it? Mm. Like there's people mm. out there that I'm sure are guilty of going out and buying, you know, their... Plasma TV, yeah. um, wh- you know, thinking that it's a it's a great opportunity for us to be able to go out on a massive shop. Mm. Um, what are the what are what are the consequences of that? Can you give like a bit of a an overview, or, or maybe a, you know, if people are, are listening to this, um, what what sort of advice can you give to them, mm. as I mean, if they were talking to you face to face?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, the, I suppose the people that have done that, they may not be. Engaged in terms of uh, having a financial advisor. So so I think that's a relevant point. People that just saw it as a a once-in-a-lifetime cash grab opportunity, Mm, um, they probably are less concerned about getting ahead and formulating a plan. So not everyone, but but, but some. So I suppose, you know, with being so many people in Australia, you're going to have that that sort of thing happen Um, what would you
0: like to say to them if you had the opportunity to sit in front of them and say look you know this is a great opportunity this is what we really like you to do and this is what we'd really like you to not do i'd say
2: i'd say if they've already squandered it the first round i can't do anything (laughs) about it (laughs) so so that's unfortunate (laughs) not
0: guilty enjoy
2: the new tv (laughs) yeah but um (laughs) going forward if they are yet to withdraw the second allotment i would just say maybe treat that a bit more seriously and uh, consider and, uh, the best possible use of that money mm. because if you want to call an opportunity, yeah, it's probably a one-off. So why squander it?
1: Um, mm.
2: So would it be would a say. good idea
1: to spend that money on things like credit card debt that people can't pay off or um, legal fees for property settlements and yep. perhaps if they're looking at selling their property, maybe spending that money on advertising costs with their real mm. estate agent?
2: I mean, out of those three, repaying debt... Mm-hmm. is it make, makes the most sense because yes. obviously this whole initiative was about assisting households yeah income expenses and obviously your main expense is debt and credit yes. cards yeah we all know that credit card interest rates are extremely high yeah. so yeah. If, if if a client said to me i'm starting to swim in debt and it's getting out of control this is an opportunity to provide a bit of a release from from the credit card debt yeah, that, that's that's that'd be a positive use of, of the of the money in that example. Great. Yep. Yep.
1: And what about self-managed super funds? Is it do the same rules apply there?
2: Yeah, it's a good point. So yeah, whether you're sitting in an industry fund, retail, or self-managed, this these rules are the same. Oh, okay. okay. So because it's they're just different vehicles, but the superannuation law is the same across all three vehicles. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a super blanket. Um, initiative mm-hmm. from the government. Because I've so. had
3: some clients approach me about purchasing in a self-managed super fund, wanting to know the process and what the steps are. Should they do it? Mm. Is that a good sure. way of investing their money further? So, is that sure. something you advise <coughs> on?
2: Yeah. So that's a that's that's a it's a very popular strategy. It's yes. a very comprehensive mm. discussion. Um, what I would say some main points about that strategy is, first of all. If you're going to start a self-managed super fund, it's for people that want to be very engaged with their super fund. Right. Like if you think about it like this, you, are, you answer to the ATO yeah. directly.
3: Oh, okay. You may
2: have, a, you may have an advisor or a, an accountant on your team. At the end of the day, you're playing the role of, uh, of the super fund because yeah. you're the trustee. So yeah. it's not for everyone. Yes. But if you tick that box in terms of your financial literacy and ability to become a trustee then, yeah, property is a very popular strategy within it. Um, And it can, you know, as we know, Australians love property and you can create a lot of wealth with that sort of vehicle. All I would say is, as I'm sure you would agree, you've still got to buy right. Even though you're using your super money to buy a property, you still have to buy right Mm. because Mm. the main risk I see is if someone allocates 100% of their retirement savings to one property, and then that one property doesn't deliver from a capital growth point of view for the next 10, 20 years, well, it's probably not a great outcome. Mm, you kind of put
1: to, all your eggs in one basket. That's, that's right,
2: because there's plenty of viable alternatives. So you've, you've, you've got to get it right. Um, but um, but yeah it's a very flexible structure Thank and um, very popular
0: yes. yeah. so how are you taking your approach now with your clients because obviously all of our businesses individually and we've talked about this briefly um, when we've done um, other um, get-togethers whether it be on our live Facebook feed um, how you know how is your client base now what, what are you doing with those people because our businesses mm. have changed and we've kind of adapted. How's sure. the financial industry sure. changed and how have you had to adapt mm. so that we know what those kind of implications are from a customer perspective? Yeah,
2: sure, sure. I mean, so a couple of things from a communication point of view. We've had to adapt, like every business. I mean, it's been the age of the Zoom meeting and so forth. Yeah, <laughs> that's, found
0: those. Yeah, <laughs> it,
2: yeah we, we adjusted. You had to become an expert pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's obviously there was plenty of options in terms of what we could use. Did so you
0: wear your bottoms as well as your tops. <laughs> if it was an internal
2: meeting, no. If it was with a client, yes. Like everyone else.
0: That's right.
2: That's right. So I mean, so that was an obvious change, but. Going forward, I mean, it's really all about just sufficient communication.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, like I said, there's there's things going on. There's We're assessing super funds and markets and it's probably been, you know, the most difficult to predict now mm, yeah. perhaps um, than ever before. So yeah. we're just sort of um, trying to analyse things and be as across it as we possibly can be at the moment. Yeah. But communication is what's important because yeah. um, – you know, when rule changes take place, like the extensions that we spoke about. Yes. You want to funnel them out to the appropriate people. So it's just keeping people informed. That's what makes them feel better at the moment. Um, And And why should people use
0: your services? Like, what is it that you do for a client? So um, before COVID, it was this, Mm. and now during COVID, because obviously we're still in it, Mm. what is it now? Like, what's changed?
2: Mm. I think now this has proven that um, things can change rapidly, completely (laughs) completely out of the blue. So if you have a person like myself that is across legislation and across what's happening day to day Mm. and has Mm. an interest in it, it's just once again, it's information which creates comfort, I think.
1: So Ben, from experience, if people are taking out this ten grand from their superannuation policies, what should they and should they not be spending their money on?
2: Hmm. I mean, the most appropriate use for that money would be things like repaying debt, now mm-hmm. whether that's credit card or mortgage, etc. You put it in an offset account so that you're not paying interest to your bank on your debt, or literally having it sit there just in case your job situation Mm -hmm. doesn't return to normal as quick as you may anticipate. Um, Mm -hmm. And then once the future is more certain, investment should come into play for that capital. And there's a myriad of ways to invest that money and use it, Um, one being obviously topping up super again Mm -hmm. one day or investing in property or or managed funds, who knows. What about
1: cryptocurrency?
2: um, Yeah, so crypto. Very topical. Um, All I'd say about crypto is, now we don't give formal advice on cryptocurrency. It's not your traditional asset vehicle or asset class, okay? Now, um, crypto is a sort of thing where you can have massive gains, but you can also sustain massive losses. And I mean, 2018, it was hot. Um, People made a lot of money. But Mm. if you look at, I think I saw Bitcoin a couple of days ago, it's half of the value it was in, in 2018. So it's interesting, I mean, People do call me um, less less recently, but there was a, there was a period of time where we, the phone was ringing hot. Should I invest in crypto? You got you got mums and dads that are petrified of the stock market for for perceived volatility. Mm. Yet crypto, the level of volatility in crypto far surpasses the, you know the average stock market. So it's interesting that people are willing to do that. Yes. So all I'd say with that is maybe treat it like a bit of fun. You may make a so you may not. Yeah. Um, don't put the house on it
0: um,
3: <laughs> or your ten grand <laughs> or your
2: ten grand <laughs> we're
3: finding that younger demographics so 20s 30s are more into crypto mm. bitcoin that sort of thing why why would they be more keen to be spending their money there as opposed to the moms and dads they feel safer mm. maybe holding on to their super or putting their money into properties it's quite yeah. different in those age brackets
2: oh it is it's just the generation these days it, it, everything's about tech Yes. um mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's a form of that. And it's the jury's out if it'll become a mainstream currency in the future. But, you know, younger Australians just love to get involved with that sort of thing. Yes. and And they see the hype and so forth. So whereas older Australians, it's just probably so new and so foreign that maybe it's just too late to get completely um, involved in it. So, yeah, it's just um, preferences. Yes. They differ. Mm. Thank mm.
0: you. But- so... Then, just to end where we're at today, um, just to give a bit of an overview of your typical customer, um, what would they look like and, and potentially what age range would they be or would you like them to be or should they be? So we're talking from, you know, people in their 20s right up to, you know, retirees. So what what what, what do your... Sort of ideal client look like and, mm. and um, what are they interested in and at yeah. what point should they come and talk to you?
2: Mm. I mean, the majority of our clientele are what we call accumulators, people like us really. So we're not knocking on the door of retirement, but we're not, you know, 18 years old either. Mm-hmm. So, mm. and why, why we love to target those types of clients is because you can help them so much. You, you might have a 20 year time frame yeah. of which to add value and you know, make sure they achieve all their, their their goals, their lifestyle and financial goals. So we like to deal with those types of people. Yeah. And then you you can form very strong relationships over that, as you guys would know, over that period of time. So, and I mean, I, I, I honestly believe regardless of someone's situation, whether you're, you know, mega rich or just sort of starting out, I do believe you will get some value with sitting down with a financial advisor yeah. So, mm-hmm. t- to answer your question. So, yeah. Because there's so many things that we can educate them with yes. that um, that I take for granted, but not everyone, you know, um, can. So yeah. I think um, things like balances. It's a bit of a misnomer that you need a certain amount to sit down with a plan. Th- I'd encourage people just to. Um, Um, sit down have that interaction and to see where it goes
0: yeah depending on it doesn't really matter what age you are I mean obviously we've all been in our 20s that's right Um, you know we bought our first property in our 20s that's right and uh, I remember not so long ago thinking about those days and all the big decisions that we had to make um, but then throwing that into the mix with what's going on with COVID at the moment if I'd have been in my 20s during this time and you've got this grant thrown at you and this grant and this opportunity and, and you know, how, how does anyone cope with that? Mm. So yeah. maybe your clientele potentially could change because those people could become customers of yours or at least reach out to you to be able to ask you for that kind of advice because they're yeah. really big decisions to a lot to of make. information process yeah. as yeah. well.
2: I think that's the thing. There's so much info out there mm. and, yeah. and there's more than there was 20 years ago. And information overload, yeah. as as it's known, is, is a real. That. It's real, yeah. and I think um, sometimes advisors just need to cut through the noise mm. with clients mm-hmm. and just explain: this is what you need to focus on, this is what you don't listen to, yes. and then they just walk out feeling more confident mm-hmm. and, um, and and better informed.
0: Yeah, and so, knowing that those paths can change, and that's okay. That's right. Well, they're meant know, to change.
2: I, they will change. Yeah, that's
0: right. I think. Uh, knowing what I know now and obviously having a financial planner and being in your 20s and kind of making all these really big decisions by yourself if we if we were scared about things back then you're still scared about them now like you you, but you also realize looking back that everything can change and it's okay you know that path doesn't necessarily have to be set out for you in your 20s
2: No, and it's very likely it will change. Yeah. Hence why it's important to review whatever it is you're doing, Mm. whether it's business or personal or investment. Um, Things will change. You have to accept it.
1: Yeah. Get the informed advice. That's right. Realign,
2: realign the pathway Mm, as you go. um, Because you you must expect it to change. It Mm. doesn't move in a straight line. So... And uh, yes, I'd encourage anyone to sort of reach out for those types of conversations. And Um, do you
0: offer free initial consultations or or phone chats or Zoom meets with anybody? Like what information can we give to our listeners for having you in with us today? What would you you like to be able to offer to them?
2: Yeah, we do. So we're happy to sit down with clients for an initial consultation and just, uh, yeah, there's no expense to that. That's on us. Just to sort of ascertain what's important to them can we work together yeah. mm-hmm. you know are, are their objectives you know what are they looking to do yes um and uh, and that basically then will get to the point where we make a decision to move forward or not so yeah very worthwhile because there's nothing to lose from yeah. doing something like that yeah
0: i think it's Whether extremely it's me or any, beneficial any advisor,
2: it is yeah, that's right great thank you um, yeah
0: yeah Cool. Well, thank you to Ben from Innovative Financial Solutions for having us in, uh, coming in with us today. Yeah, Yeah, it's been really great. And um, hopefully our listeners will enjoy um, this particular episode. So um, thank you to Ben and thank you to the Lip Talk ladies. And obviously you can find all of our information on our social channels, but also now on our landing page at liptalk.com.au.